morning, Rosh Hashanah, it's a Chazor Adachah, that is Hashem. That's starting from the, the Mishnah on Yosef on Monday. Um, just before we start, somebody wants to know, yesterday we were speaking about if, if a letter or something like that were to come on Shabbos, so would there be a uh, problem with Kadeshi because there might be all benefiting from a letter Shabbos. Well, it occurs to me is, at least where we live, we are talking about a Malachal de Rabbonum anyway, any Malachal which is being done, any Malachal which is being done, um, for you personally, is, is going to be a Malachal de Rabbonum of posting it through the letter box. Everything else, they're, they're walking around anyway. Even if you want to say it's something which he's doing for you, even they've been paid in the coaches of even according to the shitta of the of the Agoyit Hashri with Mahmed, but the the Biyalach uh, already says that on the Manasseh the Rabbanon you don't have an issue. It could be there's much more to it, but that's just straight away knocked out, should not go on the question. Okay, so the next Mishnah. You said on the base. Einsel in Bosar, Botsel Ubeyar, one's not allowed to roast the roasting uh, meat, onion, or egg. Uh, on Erev Shabbos, Erev Tishi is slowly moving over here. Unless it will, it will roast sufficiently on Erev Shabbos. What that sufficient amount is, the Gemara will discuss by the Sashem. Enos in Pasletanur in Kashiach, you can't put bread into an oven just before Shabbos comes in. But the Charora Adabagat, call him another cake on, it's like some sort of black cake they used to bake on coals. You can't leave that on Erev Shabbos. Erev Tishi, Kamu, Paneh, on the Odeo. Unless there's enough time for the face of it, whatever that means, to crust over before Shabbos comes in. Rabbi Yezer says, No, the underside, whatever the underside is, has to be able to craft over. They're allowed to literally lower the carbon pesach, in other words, put the carbon pesach into the oven um, just before Shabbos, even though it's not going to raise very much before Shabbos at all. We'll see in the Gemara why that is. In the Mandura Pesameki, which was a certain lishka, a certain chamber, where the Kurnim had the bonfire to heat themselves up because they were walking around barefoot all day, um, so therefore in order to heat themselves up, they had this bonfire. You're allowed to light the bonfire just before Shabbos, um, and we're not worried you're going to come to stoke it up. Top of Chafamadalos, will be kvulim, the outside of Pesamekdosh Kadeshia Tercha is ha'ur barubay. There has to be sufficient time for the fire to take hold of the majority of it. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda says that they're common kolshavu. If you've got uh, charcoal, then you don't need it to take hold of the majority. The reason being because it is um, because it's something which is very, very flammable. Once it gets hold of it, it's, uh, it'll continue on its own. So you won't come to soak it up. Is Rabbi Huda coming to argue with the Tanakam or explain? It seems that according to whoever person is like Rabbi Huda, um, obviously he's coming to explain. On the other hand, the Raman doesn't make any mention of it. He says, Allah is not like Rabbi Huda. See, he obviously understands that Rabbi Huda is not coming to explain the Tanakam. Says the Gemara, the Kamas. We want to know how much does it have to uh, roast before Shabbat. I mean, you, you said, ain't said in Boston, but it's got a Kedishi, it's said in the Gemara, how much does it have to roast? So, Omar Rabbi Lozamarab, Kedishi, it's said in the Gemara, it's got to roast before Shabbat, the amount of Marcel Ben Durusoy. And Ben Durusoy, he was a famous bandit, he became very famous once he was used in the Gemara. Um, and the idea is, because he was always on the run, didn't have time to wait, didn't have the luxury of waiting for his food to cook properly, so he used to eat it when it was third cooked, half cooked, there's a Makhlik's Rishonim, how much Marcel Ben Durusoy actually is. Rashi learns the third. He always used to eat it raw, so... Well, not raw, but it was just about cooked, just about cooked. Semi-raw. Yeah. So in other words, once it's reached that stage, once it's reached that stage, then it's already called edible. So if it 
you've reached the stage of Ma'akum and the before Shabbos, then you're perfectly fine. Isma Nami says it's been said, Amaravati, Amarabi Echanon, Koshu, Kamakum and Rusoi, anything which has reached the stage of Ma'akum and Rusoi, Eber, Mishum, Mishulin, Nochim. There's no problem with Bishal Akum. Meaning to say, if it's reached Ma'akum and Rusoi, you've cooked it, in other words, you take it off the fire, you let it cool down, you put it in the freezer, whatever it is, it doesn't really make a difference. And then a goy takes it and cooks it from there onwards. It doesn't matter because it's already considered edible, it's already considered cooked as far as halacha is concerned. Tanya, it's been taught in a bright that Hananya Omed, it's the famous Hananya, says, we see more about it there, that's Hashem in the third parak, Koshu Kamakal ben anything which has reached the stage of Makal ben before Shabbos, Mutala Shaita Gabikira is perfectly permissible to leave it on the stove, on the oven, or in the oven, over Shabbos, the Alpha Pisha in Gurufa Oktuma. Even though you have not raked out the coals, you have not, Kutuma means they would cover the ashes with, the, with the ashes basically to cool down the, they the put ashes on top of the coals to cool it down. Even though you haven't done one of those, it doesn't matter because we're not worried you'll come to soak it up once it's reached the stage of Marfa Ben Durusoy. Now, um, why is it over here it's sufficient with Marfa Ben Durusoy, by the way? I mean, say, even according to the Ramba and the Rif who say that when it comes to uh, normal Shahiyah, when it comes to normal leaving things on the fire over Shabbos, they have to be fully cooked. Over here they agree it's Marfa Ben Durusoy. The reason is because we discussed this earlier. Um, the reason is because that since they are cooking directly on the coal, that's what we're talking about, we're talking about something which is roasting, it's directly on the coal. So, um, therefore, if it's actually touching the coal, we ask ourselves, why are you, remember, if you, if you stoke it up, if you stoke it up, it's going to damage the meat. Because on the, it's very, very hot. Anyway, you stoke it up, you'll damage the meat. So why does it even, therefore, the Jewish Malcolm and the Rusoid, we say you will not soak it up, because it's going to damage the meat. So why does it have to reach Malcolm and the Rusoid? I'm not going to soak it up anyway. The answer is, we say to ourselves, why do you put it on the coals? Must be because you're in a rush to get it cooked. So you will come to soak it up, even though it's going to damage the meat. But once it's reached Malcolm and the Rusoid, then we say it's not going to be worth your while to soak it up, damage the meat, when anyway it's perfectly, I wouldn't say perfectly, but it is edible at this stage. So that's why even according to the Ramban, even those who do pass it, that it's got to be fully cooked before Shabbos, in this case where it's on the coals, we do not need it to be fully cooked. The next thing we said was, the putting bread into the oven, according to the Tanakhama, it's got to be Kadeshi Krumah Poneh on the Bajon, and Rabbi Yehza said that the underside has to be cooked, uh, the top side has to be uh, uh, encrusted. What does crust encrusted, by the way, mean? It means that, uh, it means if you were to pull away the crust, you wouldn't have any stringy bits of dough. That's what it means, it's, that's the stage in its face. So, in Boilus, the Gemara wants to know, Tapso, the underside, when Rabbi Yehza refers to the underside, what does he mean? Is that Heif the Gabi Tanur? Remember, in time, somebody they would take the bread, and the, the dough, they'd slap it onto the, wall of the, the inner wall of the oven. So, are we talking about the underside, meaning the side facing the wall of the oven? Or perhaps, Tasta, the underside is here to Gabi Ha'ur, is the side which is facing towards the fire. In other words, away from the wall. So, Toshima, come and listen. In other words, what's the Shaila? The Fi Rashi, the Fi Rashi, the side, if you, if you say it's the side which is facing towards the fire, that is the side which will, according to Rashi, is the side which will cook or bake quicker. That's right, if you Rashi. So therefore, the question has to read the Mishnah. If you read it, you can read the Mishnah in one of two ways. 
the, the tonic that Rabbi Yezer is saying, which I suppose, which, whichever, if, if, if Rabbi Yezer is saying the side is facing the oven, uh, facing the fire, then the tonic is saying, no, all of them being crafted. Even the side facing the walls of the oven. That's the side which, which crafts last. And if you say that Rabbi Yezer is saying, no, it refers to the side of the, facing the wall, then, Rabbi, then the tonic is saying, no, any side of it, even the side facing the oven. So it's a question of which one's the colour, which one's the colour. Lepitosus is completely the opposite, in Jerushalmi, it's the opposite way around. The side facing the oven, the wall of the oven, will bake first, as we discussed the theory behind it last year, you could argue both ways. Presumably they're talking about different types of ovens, but in probably the simplest, way, the simplest way of looking at it, different type of ovens, so according to Rashi, one will be a Kula, according to Tosus, there'll be a Khumra, whichever way you look at it. So we want to know what Rabbi Yezza is talking about. So Toshima, come and listen. Rabbi Yezza says, It's got to be that there's enough time for the side facing the wall of the oven to encraft first. To encraft the four shavas. So the Rashi, that's the Khumra. The Tosus, it's a Kula. Now if you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, can I get the H? So, like, he seems to be sitting on the fence. Well, what, what, what's he passing it? So, there are those who learn. It's, it's clear from the Rambam, number one, that he definitely learns like toasters that the side facing the fire mm-hmm. seemingly would. Uh, or, uh, let, let me put it differently. The Rabbiyaz is a kula. Mm-hmm. Like toasters, the Rabbiyaz is a kula. The side facing, the, if you say like Rabbiyaz, the side facing the fire would seemingly be a kula. That's what it seems. That's point number one. Point number two is that the Rambam in Hirsham Mishnayis passes like the Tanakhah. So why does he talk about the side facing the wall of the oven? So obviously he's passing like Rabbi Yehuda would see. So the Magid Mishnah, the Kesef Mishnah, they all go without Mahalis and Ochanami. He was clear from what he said in Hirsham Mishnayis. He actually passes like Rabbi Elias. Okay, and it's Taka is a Kula. The Kula. That's how they all learn. The Taz doesn't like it, so the Taz says, yes, the Kula, the reason why he mentions Ha'esh is, because um, the big question is then, why does he mention Ha'esh? That's really the question. So the Beit Yosef says, the reason why he mentions Ha'esh is because that's talking about the Kharoro, the, the uh, flat, the flat uh, cake on the, there, of course, the Kula is going to be the side facing the fire, it's on top of coal. But the Taz doesn't like it, the God doesn't like it, so the Taz says he's not talking about the cake, it doesn't make a major enough come in on, on the shot there, but um, he says really Ha'ish is still is just in case, because you people are getting confused which side is the colour, he says whichever one you want. Well the Vilna Don says it's something very, very interesting. This theoretically I suppose could be no Gayalala, but theoretically if you have such an oven. And that is about this. He says, you know what? And I'm sort of just adding a little bit, but because We've got a month later. Rashi says this side thinks first is the colour. So he says this side is the colour. Go check it out. So he says, you know what? The Rambam says, neither is the Kula, neither is the Khumra. It depends what other thing you're talking about. Sometimes this will bake first, sometimes this will bake first. And we know the Rambam says in Pirish Mishai, he passes out the Tanakhama, which is, what does the Tanakhama say? Kadesh Ikram upon Elm and the idea. Why does the Gemara ask, what does the Tanakhama mean, Kadesh Ikram upon Elm and the idea? Which side is he talking about? The answer is, says the Vilna God, because that's clear to us what the Tanakhama means when any side bakes. Whichever side bakes first, it doesn't bother me. We just don't understand Rabbi Yezus. Rabbi Yezus is talking about a specific side. So that's what the Gemara wants to know. And therefore, the Rambam Paskin, like the Tanakhama, and he says in Perish on Mishnayim, 
and he passed him to the Mishnah Torah as well. He was not high there, and he passed him in the Kula, whether it's the side base in the oven, or the side base in the fire, whichever one you want, whichever one they first, that's the one I'm looking for. Okay? Which means, according to the, 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 the God's understanding of it, it comes out, there's no question, the Rambam, and therefore Shulchan Aruch should be passing in the same way, because the Torah is passing just quite the same option as the Rambam, it's a major Kula Laadopha, one side is safe, that's perfectly good. However, if you go with the other understanding of the going to rub the other, it could potentially be a chumrah. In Rashi Tosas, but it could potentially be a chumrah. Potentially, in the mind of the Ram, we think to say the Rabbi is a chumrah. But theoretically, it could have been a, a, a chumrah. Halachalamaita, nowadays, the, 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 the bottom line is, it's always best to have your stuff fully baked before Shabbos. Because, besides anything else, if it's not fully baked, you're not going to be able to make your oven screw for summer very easily. You've got to have the heating elements covered. You're only going to run into problems, so just make sure it's fully baked before shopping. Okay? Um, you're not even going to be, and they also point out how you're going to test it. If you, I mean, if it's your car, you're not going to be able to test it because you break off a piece, you won't have that permission anymore. So if you have uh, multiple loads in there, you maybe could. But that's the, that's the, the um, sort of the, the main thing. Now, we did talk, I just mentioned very, very briefly, it's not really our took here, about taking it out of the oven. In those days, there was. You have to be ruined in the past. There's a special, special way of taking the, the, the uh, baked bread out of the oven, which was uh, a malachah derabah. It's not even a malachah derabah, but it's an ifah derabah. Uh, nowadays, we don't really have that. Uh, we talked about that uh, in the study on Daf Gimel, more about it, Daf Dadad. Um, and in, in, in terms of nowadays, we don't have... We thought that if, 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 if you've done it the hair if you've done it the insect, if you need it for shabbos, you don't need it for shabbos. Nowadays, the bottom line is, we don't have right there, you just take it out of the oven. It's perfectly permissible to take it out of the oven, take your bread out of the oven. The only thing is, if you're doing it for after shabbos, potentially, perhaps there could be an issue of half on. Maybe, yes, you know, that's, that's the only issue really you could have nowadays if they're baked before, uh, baked sufficiently before shabbos. Mishalshin and Esau Pesach. The next thing we had was, we said that you can put the column Pesach into the oven before shabbos. The Gemara asks, my time, what's the reason? The Gemara answers, Mishum Zemenei Chabura is the reason, hey. Because the people in the Chabura, the Yochanan Tesach, they were the reason. They have this middle of alacrity, and therefore they, remind, they wouldn't come, they remind each other, they wouldn't come to stoke up the oven. So the Gemara asks, Hola, Mochi, Light. But does that mean to say that if not for the fact that, they, that they were the reason, you wouldn't be able to put it in? But surely, but surely, we have to tell you that he said, Gadio, that if you've got a tender, uh, tender goat, Bain Shorik, Bain Shorik, whether the oven is sealed with plaster or not, Shabbat Dom is perfectly permissible because you won't soak up the coals, you won't come to open the oven, according to the Rama, you won't, um, according to Rashi, um, you would never soak up, you wouldn't open the oven because the wind will damage it, according to the Rama, you would never soak up the coals anyway, it'll damage the meat. So also upon him, we see you're not Koshish there. So the Gemara answers, Hotha Minta, Hotha Lominta. Over there, we're talking about, the, the previous figure, we're talking about meat which is being cut up. Whereas here, by definition, the Koran Versach is roasted whole. Now, when it's roasted whole, then it's not really that tender anymore. It doesn't have that problem. The wind won't damage it, soaking up the coals will not damage it, and then if not for the fact that there was the reason, you'd have an issue. You'd have a problem. Whereas earlier we were talking about meat, which you know, your meal, you normally cut it up, you slice it up, and therefore it, if it's tender, the wind would damage it, opening up the oven would damage it, the coal will damage it, and therefore we're not cliche shemayachata. 
when we talk, and that's halacha of Isa, by the way. Theoretically, if your meat is not cut up, then you would not have the heifer with the gedi which we spoke about earlier. What do we mean cut up? We're talking about the body cavity. Not the legs, not the arms, we're talking about the body cavity, the halal aguf. That's what we're looking at, whether it's been cut up or not. Next, we said in the Beit HaMekiz and the Beit HaMikdash, you could light the fire just before Shabbos, and that would be perfectly sufficient. So, where do you get this? Where's the possum? So, Omar Apuna says, The possum says, You shall not kindle a fire in any of your dwelling places. Implying that in any of your dwelling places, you can't kindle a fire. You can, you can kindle a fire in the Madura of Beit i.e. the Beit HaMikdash. And so this explains, it's not necessarily the word Moshavit, which is extra, if that's already been done, and it's Moshavit Seichem. Yours. But implying the Beit HaMikdash, you could kindle a fire. So Maskev Lord of Christus, Lord of Christus, asked on that, he asked, if that's the case, after the Moshavit Nami. Even on Shabbos you should be able to light a fire. Why are you talking about on Erev Shabbos starting the fire? We're not Christians when it comes to stoke it up. You could light it on Shabbos according to you if it's, if it's in the Beit HaMikdash. And Omar Abchista, rather said Abchista, Karaki also, when does the potter come? What's that potter being used for? Levishri Eivorim Upadorim Uda'osa. That's to permit the fire for the, for the limbs and the fats of the carbon solid of Erev Shabbos. As Tosius explains, we're talking about if they've already been thrown onto the fire before Shabbos, and let's say they come off the fire, you can light it. You can, you can basically make a fire for them again on Shabbos. Because they've already taken, they've already what's called Moshe by Ba'en Ha'ur, and the fire's already been motioned on them before Shabbos. That's the main thing. So then, in your dwelling places, in the main time industry, you could kindle a fire, because it's the Seraph Avodah. But for the for the Madura Fitamaki, which is for the current benefit, that's not really starvation, that's because they're cold. So there you would not be allowed to do it on Shabbat. Only on Arab Shabbat. Ah, it's then we're back to square one. So if there there's no difference between the Kurnim or my own personal house, so why is it with the Kurnim we say it doesn't have to the fire doesn't have to take hold of the majority of it before Shabbat? Because our answer is the Kurnim Zerizen, because Kurnim we always know, they're always called Zerizen. That's a bit and they will not come to soak up the fire. Fine? We said outside of Beitam Ekdosh, the fire has to take hold of the majority of it. My Ruban, ask tomorrow, what is the majority? The majority of what? So Omar Rav says, Rav, It means the majority of each and every piece of wood. Shmuel, Omar Shmuel says, Kedesh it's got to be that it's taken hold of enough of the general sort of bonfire there, enough of the firewood, that they will not say, Hobby eats and bring along extra wood, small pieces of wood, and I'm near to have so we can place it underneath to get the fire going. Okay, now it's got to be that it's sufficiently burning before Shabbos that you wouldn't think about, oh, we needed a bit of extra. That's the way we pass it. That's called majority. You don't look at each uh, separate piece of wood. Tano Rabhiya Lithuanian Rabhiya taught, in order to support Shmuel, that we've learned, Kadesha Nehishan Heaven, Olam Eidel. You want to know what's called that it's already burning. Okay? Um, according to Tosus, it's after stage. This is what the pot calls, it's not going to go out. When Drashi puts it, it's already, it's, 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 it's burning. What's that stage? When the, you've got, when the flame is going up on its own. 
and not when the flame is going to continue to burn through something else because you're holding the fire next to it or you're going to have to put extra wood there. So you see, now what that's talking about, Rashi is a little, um, he says, on the one hand, he says, he was told that it's talking about the menorah. On the other hand, we've got, we got this, it's going to be quite uh, later on with regards to the, to, to the menorah. On the other hand, he says, but then in which case, later on, it's not quite as a brighter. Number two, it's not Rabkhia, it's Rami Barakamo. So he says, he heard, you know what it is? It's talking about this thing, lighting a fire in Erev Shabbos, the Madurah. On the other hand, he says, I did find a brighter, which does say, with regards to the menorah, so whatever it is talking about, it's something which has to be that the flame is already at a stage that will not go out, it's already considered to be kindled, and that is when it will burn on its own now. So the Gemara now wants to know, what about eight tichid, if you've got a single piece of wood, a stump of wood, how much does that have to be burning before Shabbos um, so it does not to be a problem? So now we've been talking about a whole bonfire. So Shemuel says, God, you just look at the whole thing, not each piece of wood. What happens if you've got a single piece of wood? So Rab on my Rab, Rab says, you've got a big stump of wood which you've lit, lit before Shabbos. Don't you heat yourself up, let's say. Let's say a bomb, like it's not a bomb by now, but uh, mm-hmm. so you put it into the fireplace, just a single piece of wood. How much of that would have to be burning before Shabbos if we're not finished, you're going to come to, to mess around with it? So Rab on my Rab says, Rob obvious. The majority of the thickness, in other words, the fire has to have penetrated through into the middle of it. The law, some say, it's the majority of the circumference. In other words, it doesn't have to have gone into the middle, but the outside of it, the majority of it is already burning. Hilltop, therefore, the way we do pass it, we need both the majority of the thickness and the majority of its circumference. It says, more like it's actually a muscle, it's Rabbi Chiyah Omar, Rabbi Chiyah says, Kedeshi Yishochit Ho'it Memelechaz Ho'omer That it got to be to the extent that the wood is no longer usable for a, for a carpenter, for, a, for an omen. It's already been destroyed. In other words, you couldn't use it for making a table, a chair. Um, which means it's got the fire penetrated inside. Because if it's just outside, presumably you could just um, fire off the outer parts of the wood. Once it's penetrated, it's useless. It's got to be that the fire is taken off from the two ends, from the two sides. That means the outside of it. The even though there's no riot to this, because the potting I'm going to quote is not talking about Hill for Shabbat there. I can bring you like a Zeichel, just something to jog your memory to, uh, slight support to it, because we've got the potting when Yehoyokim. He threw the Megillah into the fire. It says, The fire consumed the two ends of it. The Teichai Nochor, and the inside dried out. Hayitzach and the Menachor, would it be any good anymore for the for, uh, for Menachor? So, you see that once the two ends are burning, it's already considered that's a Kashmaka fire. It's not going to go out anymore. Are you going to ask me, says Tosis, but it says here it won't be any good for the loss of? Which sounds like the first Mandom, the one which says it's got to burn. It says, no, no, it's not, it's not quite the same thing. Because over there, we're talking about it was, it was um, wood of a vine. So therefore, in a Hanami, with the wood, wood of a vine is very thin, presumably that's the reason. Once it burns even on the outside, it's no good for the, for the loss. Because once you peel off the outside, you won't have much wood left at all. Whereas we're talking about Kashmaka, thick pieces of, I don't know, cedar, something which is a good thick piece of wood, so then, 
the outside the chance to burn, as we said in the plastic, but that tackle will still be usable for the loss. So you see, you've got these two under omen, but as we said, halakha lamaita, you need both the majority of the thickness and the majority of the thickness. Whilst we're talking about this, uh, this fire with uh, regard to the story in Yerbiya, so it continues on. The halakha lamaita, and the, well, we'll try to think that the fireplace was burning in front of it. The Gemara says, my off, what's that word off mean? So Omar Rabram says, it's Achbano. Achbano means willow, which is quite flammable. Ushmuel Omar Shmuel says, it's an expression of like brotherhood. Ushmuel Omar Shmuel says, it's an expression of brotherhood. It's wood which is lit one from the other. You like one and then it, it like dominoes it and catches to the next one, etc. That's what it means. There was somebody who said to, he said to people standing around, Man boy Achvano, who wants Achvano? He looked down, what Achvano? It's stuck at Arafa and it was found that he was holding willow branches. So you see that Achvano is willow branches. Omar Achvano, says Achvano, Konim, Ainsarikin Roy. We've talked about now certain things, if you've got, uh, you like them before Shabbos, you need the majority of them to take, to, to, to take hold before Shabbos. If you've got reeds, you don't need them to take the majority. Reeds are very flammable, they'll catch from one to the next, no problem. Ogdon, but if you bind them together, Srikhin Roy, then you do need the majority to take, to take, uh, to take off. Garginen, the reason they about it, once they're bound together, as she says, the fire can't get in between. As we said, like, you know, when you've got a fire, if you lift it up a little bit, uh, whatever's burning there, the fire gets underneath. The oxygen gets underneath, it, uh, helps it, it helps it go. So therefore, if they're bound together, then you do need the majority to take hold. Um, Garinin, if you've got the, the pips from, uh, from dates, once they're dried out, they're used as a good uh, fuel. Into it and rose. You don't need them to take hold of the majority for the same reason. It's very flammable, it's good, they'll catch from one to the next. But not from the chrysalis, if you put them into these they're like wickerwork baskets, they made them from a, from a lot of branches, the, the lot of leaves. So what they would do is they would make a basket out of it, put all the, the pips in there and throw it into the fire. So if you put a whole load of pips into there, three can row, because then again, the fire can't get in between because everything's piled on top of each other, then you need to take hold of the majority. So he said, no, other on the contrary. If a Khan is tough, it's more logical to stay the other way around. Because Khanim, when you've got your reeds, if you don't tie them together, mavajon, they scatter all over the place. And therefore, the wind will blow them all over the place. And if you don't have them tied together, of course you should need to take hold of the majority, because otherwise, how's it going to catch one to the next? Ultimately, if you bind them together, don't mavajon, then they won't scatter. And therefore, there, you should need to take hold of the majority, because they're all kept together. So, to with Garinin, if you've got these odd pits, mavajon, they're going to get scattered all over the place. Not from the Chesolis, if you put them into these baskets, Learn about then they won't be scattered all over the place. So therefore, it makes more logic, it's more logical to say the opposite way around. On the contrary, if they kept together, then you don't need to take hold of the majority. It's my nami. Those who have been said, top of half of the day, Omar Al-Khanan and Al-Khanan said, Kodim Sh'ogdan, this is the gift that Rashi takes, if you bind your wheat together so you can row, then you need the majority. That is like the first shita, Rabhunah. Because with the reeds, we say, they're, not, they're quite long, so they're not going to scatter that much. So therefore, if they're not bound together, 
Lo yoftin, if you don't bind them together, eight, three, from row, you don't need the majority. Because they're long and they'll catch from one to the next. If you bind them together, the five, five can't get in between. But, rog, but when it comes to the, um, the eight, three, from row, but garinin, when you don't have the pit, then serichin row. You do need the majority. Whereas not of the chesolites, if you put them into the, into the uh, basket, eight, three, from row. As Rav Chista says, you don't need the majority because those are small, they're light, and they get blown around by the wind. And therefore, it's stuck. If they're put into the basket, then you don't need the majority. But if they're outside of the basket, you do need the majority. So, according to Rashi, we've got Rav Huna, who says if they're tied together, they're bound together, you will need rope. Rav Chista says no, on the contrary. And Rav Kahana comes and makes a Peshara in between. In the case of the reeds, better if they're not bound together. In the case of the pips, sorry, yes, better if they're not bound together. In the case of the pips, better if they're put into the basket. That's the rushing. Sorry? Where's good pit? The second one is the pit. The pit's got the date. How, how big are these pits? I don't know. They're not like normal pits. Huh? It seems that odd. Well, they used to use these flexible pits. And they, 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 they have all sorts of uses for these, but that's, that's one thing. Why not? Put them in the fireplace. So, um, right, so that, that, that's the fee Rashi. The, what, um, go the right around. The Rosh, the Rosh has, goes back to, how to go to Rashi. Rafuna says, better if they are not bound together, better if they're not in the basket. Rafuna says the opposite, better if they are in the basket. And then we say, Rav Kahana is supposed to support Rav Chista, so then we bring Rav Chista, Rav Kahana goes exactly like Rav Chista. He's got a slightly different gifts, and therefore even with the conim, better if they are bound together. Right? So he changes the gifts up. That's the way the Rosh, and therefore the Torah passes as well. Like Rav Kahana, and therefore all like Rav Chista. The Rif, the Rif and the Ramam change the whole Sugi around, and they say Rav Huna, what Rav Huna says, Rav Chista says, and what Rav Chista says, Rav Huna says, opposite of what we've got, and then Rav Kahana comes to support Rav Chista, which means that Lahalotha is the complete opposite of the Rosh, complete opposite of the Rosh, meaning it's better if they are, if they are bound, better if they are not bound together, better if they are not in the basket. And then if you take a look in Shulchan because you've got the Rif and the Rambam in one shitter, the Shulchan brings the Rif and the Rambam, meaning better if they, if they are not bound together, if they are not in the basket, that's when you do not need rose. And then it says the Yesh Omen, it brings the Yesh Omen, the Rosh and the Tur, we say the complete opposite. Okay, you say the complete opposite. Fine. Tony Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef talks. there's four things for a bonfire, we're talking about bonfire here. Eight, three, and row. You don't need to take hold of the majority before Shabbos. They're particularly flammable. Shall zephyr, pitch. Um, the the ghost of the, the rip has, well, the run has the ghost, I should say, in the rip. It's, uh, instead of zephyr, it's gephyr. Gephyr is the, the psodas, is like the byproducts of uh, the skins of um, sesame and uh, maybe olives or grapes as well, but normally we say sesame. The shell gopris, uh, salsa. The shell gavina, cheese. Again, the 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 the, the, gist of the rift is not kavina. It is um, I mean kira, uh, what's it called? Kira, um, which is wax. The shell rabav, rabav rush says it's anything like wax, fat, anything which melts when it's put in fire. 
these things are particularly flammable. Uh, so therefore, once they take them off before Shabbos, they're not patient, you're going to come to take them off on Shabbos. But Masnita Tana, in the bright of his talk, up shall cash for shall Also, a fire where the fuel is the straw, the cash is the higher part, Gavabal after it's been cut from the ground, the stubble which is left is called Gavabal. These are also particularly flammable. Omar Rabbi Yechonon says Rabbi Yechonon, eat from Shabbal, eat three from Rabbal. So this is the wood of Bobal, you don't need the majority to take hold of four Shabbos. So Maskelor Rabbi Yechonon, so Rabbi Yechonon asked, he says, Mighty, what, what are you talking about? What wood of Bobal? Even on silty, if you're talking about silty, the Rashi says silty means it's uh, very fine uh, bits of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Chips, that's what I wanted. Right? Um, which, uh, so these small chips there, particularly flammable, you can throw them in. But that's not true because Hashtag Pasila, now even when it comes to Pasila, Pasila is a wick made, you take a bit of cloth, you roll it up in Pasila, you dip it in the oil, and you light it, and even that which is very flammable. Oma Ula Ula says, Hamandik Soros Yalik Baro, we're going to learn in the next paragraph, if you light your Shabbos candles, you've got to make sure, to make sure the majority of it is taken hold before you take your hand away. And that's something which is particularly flammable. Hayote, uh, sorry, Barova Hayote, the, the, main, the, the majority of the parts taking out of the lab. So, still see me buy these chips of wood. Do I need to tell you? Of course, you need the majority to have taken hold. And they're no more flammable than that. And Omar Rabiyesi, rather said, Rabiyesi, Sheikhot the Arabs, we're talking about a cedar branch, a branch of cedar wood. Because there, as we'll see in the next paragraph, you'll see that in the cedar wood, in between the, the outer peel, between the bark and the wood, there's like a woody type stuff which is particularly flammable. And once that catch told it a whoosh. Rolling about Abba Omar, he said Zazbut, referring to moth, which apparently is also very flammable. Halakhalamai said this is all quoted, I mean, more or less than about the last part, but the, all these things, the four things, the Kash, the government, all quoted. The one thing which is discussed is the, as I said, it's, in the mission is the Pechonin. Rabbi Yoda, it's not listed over here. The Ramam says we don't pass that Rabbi Yoda when it comes to the charcoal. On the other hand, others say that Rabbi Yudas is only coming to explain the Tanakama. I also say Amos time. We've got a rule when Rabbi Yudas coming to explain the Tanakama, it says Amos time. So we've got, we mentioned the Tal, we've got the Tzitzyot, and we said it does not always say Amos time. What it means is, if it says in the Mishnah Amos time, Rabbi Yudas says Amos time, then he comes to explain the Tanakama. If it does not say Amos time, could be Rabbi Yudas coming to explain the Tanakama, it could be coming to argue. Where it says, it says the Tal, where it's obvious, where it's glaringly obvious that there's no reason for the Tanakhama to argue that Rabbi Yudha doesn't have to say Imotai. It's clear that Rabbi Yudha is coming to explain the Tanakhama, or not explain the Tanakhama, which even the Tanakhama would agree with, and therefore there are those who pass can like Rabbi Yudha. So, Ram says not, there are those who do. And that shift is important to show that some do pass can like Rabbi Yudha. Hazan Allah, Yitzhiya Tashab. Next page. Bame Malikin. I hope on Friday night people it's, it's a good opportunity to do Chazor and see, see how many of these things you actually remember and test myself on Friday night work out which one's which okay but with that, that, I mean without looking at the article in English there okay Bame Malikin you can do it each Friday night it's a good, good Chazor uh, to go through these lists okay Bame Malikin and Bame Malikin what can you use uh, we're now we're not talking about a bonfire anymore okay we're talking about things there's certain things you can use for wicks and oils things you can't use because the chashash is certain things they don't burn, they don't give a very good light. Well, they're not very good as a fuel. They may be good for a bonfire, but they're not good for a single light. The fire may jump around, we'll see in the Gomorrah, before the oil can get soaked up properly. And the idea is then, we're worried you may come to Shemayah, you may come to ship it, 
or according to some of the Rivon um, in the Tzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzit
the Mavushal is the Chiddush. So he's saying, even Mavushal, even if it has been cooked, you can't use it as a fuel. It's just a way of talking. I mean, it doesn't make enough minutes, it's just a way of talking. Normally, if I want to tell you a Chiddush, I say, whether this or this, I say the one which is the bigger Chiddush second. Here, the Chiddush should have been the Mavushal. Okay, fine. So the Gemara we should be able to run through this. Now, what are the, what are each of these, let's identify the things. The Lechesh, what is Lechesh? Is Sheikha the Arava, it's a cedar branch. So the Gemara says, Sheikha the Arava, a cedar branch. It's Arava, of course you can't use it as a wick. How can you use a branch? It's wood, you can't use wood as a wick, I and mean, what's the half of it? The Gemara says, no, 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 what we meant was, the Amranita the Ispeh. If you pull away the outer peel, that's in, uh, sorry, I assume it's the bark, but I'm not sure maybe there's a peel inside of that. If you pull away the, the peel, between there and the and the bar and the wood, you'll find like a wolf type substance, which is very very flammable. It's very as we saw in the previous day, but it's no good for your wick. The over chayten, what is chayten? On my it's the combings of the flax. So Amalei Abayis Abayis says it can't be because for your head chosin is the oiras. The pasuk says that the chosin will become the oiras, implying they're two different things. Mechlal, we read the bracket. But the chosen is not the same thing as the Oresh, it's not the Koenig. It's, it's not. And on my Abayi, rather said Abayi, what it is, is Kisna, the Diyik, but an office. It's flat, which has been crushed, but it hasn't been combed through, it hasn't been disentangled. And therefore, it's actually very strong. That's what the Fosik is saying. the crushed, but uncombed, and therefore, entangled flax, which is very, very, therefore very, very strong, will become very weak, like the coatings of the flax would just uh, fall away, very soft. And, and that's what the boss is saying, basically your strong man will become very weak. But in terms of, of my wick, it's not particularly useful. Because it's all entangled, all the fibers entangled, the, it won't be able to soak up the, the fuel very well, and therefore it's uh, no good as a wick. But over Cholos, Next thing is this cholok. What is that? Omar Shmuel, Keltinu Lechoma Kuteyama. I also, I ask all those people who literally, the people who go down to the sea, in other words, the travellers, the sailors, the only thing, and they told me, Kulcho Shemei, his name is Kulcho. I'm still not much the wiser yet. So Rabbi Yitzchak Omar, he said what that is, is Gushkara. Now Gushkara basically means it's the byproduct, it's the, the lesser quality stuff. We find with, with uh, bread, the Gemara Gitsin refers to it as Gushkara, the bran. So, so do it means waste silk. And as we explained just very briefly again, the way it works is you get your, your, um, well, the, the silk moth lays an egg. And two weeks later, or so I think two weeks later, eventually it hatches and a caterpillar comes out. And uh, what the caterpillar does is eventually it it's got some, something below its jaw, apparently, where it, it uh, exudes some sort of gummy uh, filament, and by turning its head in a figure of eight continuously, makes a cocoon, which, when unraveled, actually forms over a thousand meters of thread, by impressive, okay? And it obviously is stuck inside this cocoon. Eventually, it forms into a moth, and it bites its way out, as a moth does, you know, with material, and what you end up with is, instead of having like a bit like an egg-shaped cocoon, uh, cocoon, not quite an egg, it's a bit more sort of solid at the end, but um, a bit more flat, I should say. But um, what you end up here is like a, a half, half egg, because the bottom part has been fit and true. That is waste still. That stuff is, because it's all now all the thread is broken into many, many pieces, mm. so therefore it's much, it's a much lesser quality, and that's called waste still, that's the colour. But most of them, they don't need them to hatch. <coughs> 
they don't, or they don't let them fight their way out because they want an unbroken thread, so they kill them off with heat. Some of them they let them fight their way through, so there should be more moths to lay more eggs. But the rest they kill with heat. And then what they do is they take their cocoon, they put a few of them into a boiling pot of water, they then take the ends of the threads of each them, put them all through a single eye of a, it's like a special winding thing. And then with the boiling water, it, it breaks down the, it, it uh, melts down the, the outer gum, the filament, which allows the thread to come out. And then because you've got, you've got a few cocoons coming in through one eye, there's one thread obviously would be too thin to use anything. And then you've got a few threads coming together, they all go to one eye. Once it comes out of the water, gradually that, the gum stuff will harden again, and that holds the thread together. That called, is called um, the next stage up, which is the Shiroyim. Okay, that's called the... Yeah, the Shiroyim. The problem is the Shiroyim, because the thread has got an outside, it's got this, this uh, gummy stuff, it won't take in any dye. If you want to dye it, it's no good. So then there's one stage which, which is even better quality silk. What they do is, they actually then melt it down to get rid of, they boil it for like four hours to get rid of that gummy stuff. Obviously then the thread falls apart. Because you've got all these different fibers which are now, so then they have to spin it. Okay? And that's called silicon. That's the top quality stuff. So here we're talking about the lower quality, the waste stuff. Which what they do is they take it, they unravel it, etc. I mean they boil it up, and then they carve it. They carve it with the special thing, make all fluffy. It's no good, the bottom line is no good to your wit. Robin Rabbi was sitting in front of, in front of the Grand Rabbi Nechemio, Achba Zeresh Kedusa, the brother Zeresh Kedusa, the head in, in the diaspora, Chodzi Davodovish Metasla, they noticed he was wearing a Metasla, which is, Rashi says, is a nice robe of this, of the, the good quality silk. No, not, 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 not necessarily, yeah. Or Rashi, uh, sorry, 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 no, or, or, not, not on the top of it, it's not of the good quality either. It's the collar, the collar stuff. That's, uh, that's the type, it was the, the waist of, sorry, um, right, the waist of. So, Omele Roman Abaye, so Roman says to Abaye, Ah, high new collar, this not. Abaye, take a look, this is the collar, this is the stuff we're, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about the Mishnah. So, Omele, so, so Abaye says back to him, uh, Well, Anan Shira Paranda Korinode. We call it Shira Paranda. That's what we call that stuff. Now, it could be what he was saying is, what he's wearing, that's not collar. Well, he's wearing something else. The collar and the Mishnah, that's Shira Paranda. Because collar, says Sosis, may have not existed in the times, in these times, because the Gemara Sosis says, they didn't have Shira Paranda after the Khurban. What's Paranda? That's the name, it's called Shira Paranda. Shira, that was the called Paranda. Shira is, is the silk, and Paranda, I don't know why it's called Paranda. Maybe, I don't know, I have no idea why it's called Paranda. That's just the name. Um, alternatively, it could be he was saying, Abai was saying to Robin, oh really, is that Kolob? That's the Kolob? So I would say, yeah, that could be Kolob. I don't know, that. I've never seen Kolob before. Yeah, it could be. If, if it, I is after the Kolob, okay, they have a little bit of it. So, Thursday from the Gemara Broccoli, they did have a little bit of it. Okay. He said, I never knew it as Kolob. To me, we always call that Shirov Haram. Fine. So it could be that Abai is disagreeing with Robin, it could be he's agreeing, he's just saying, I have no clue what you call it Kolob. You're telling me that Kolob is news to me. We always were, I grew up knowing it as Shira Paranda. So, Mises, we have a question, because we've learned, Hashiroim ha'kolof ha'asirikin chayot v'sitsin. Shiroim is the, the main, sort of the, the second grade of, of silk. The kolof is the waist silk. 
And Tzirikin is the top quality silk, the stuff which has been melted, as you said, has been spun, etc. All these types of silk, Chayot Metis, are Chayim and Sitzis. Rashi says either it's telling the Kiddush is Chayim and Araita, even though it's not wood or linen, or it's saying it's Chayim and Arabon, at least. But it, that's not really the guess to us. The main point is, you've got two things here. You've got Kolov and you've got Shiroyim. Implying that Shira and Kolov are two different things. So the Gemara says in Tiyukta, either that's the question, and you've got in the bracket saying it could be Tiyukta, the Robin Tiyukta. Uh, is there a question on Robin? It depends. Because remember, Abayu is the one who says Shira Parando. So it depends. If you go with the first shot that Tosa said, that Abayu was saying to, Rob, to, to Robin, you've got it wrong. That's not, no, what the Mishnah is talking about, Kodov, that's Shira Parando, and you can't be going to Tiyukta, the Robin. Because the question is not on Robin, it's a question on Abayu. Robin never said that's the same thing. Whereas if you go with the second shot in Rashi, says to Marashal, that they're not arguing. Ro- Abayi said to Robin, oh, that's Kolok? Oh, we always knew that as Shiro Paranza. So in which case, really what that's saying is, the Robin's saying that what you call Shiro Paranza is Kolok. So they're the same thing. So in which case, it is a question on Robin. Okay? So depending on what Gira said, it could be a question on Robin, it could just be some question on what we've said before. <coughs> but either way, it's a question. Or you could say, no, actually, we can answer it. Shiro the Chud, the Shiro Paranza the Chud. There's Shiro. Shira is one thing, that's different to Kolo, and then you've got Shira Parando, Shira Parando is the Kolo. The two different things. Then we said below the Sira Saidon, you can't use the Sira Saidon, that's Achvina, that's the Willow, um, that is the Willow stuff. So Robin and Abaya were called through the Pakta, the Tamarita. Robin and Abaya were walking by the, in the plain of Tamarita, name of a place. Chazinu Lahanohu Arvato. Should be spelled really with an I, uh, on the side there. They saw those, uh, those Willows. Omani Robin Abai, Robin says Abai, how you eat on this stuff? Ah, that's the Edom we learned in the Mishnah. So Omani Abai said back to Robin, how he ate the Amu, that can't be, because that's just, it's just wood. You would, you can't use the whip, what's the husband that you should be able to use it? So Konach, so Robin peeled it back, but actually he peeled, peeled the outer peel and he showed him, but actually he showed him Amani Nisa the Beni Beni, the woody stuff in between the peel and the actual wood. He said, that's the stuff we're talking about. But Robin said, what well, is that? Shivro, that's the, uh, that's metal. What is this mossy stuff? If you say it's the mossy stuff which grows on like a little puddle of water, like a little ditch where water is collected, if that just breaks up. You never be able to make that until wick anyway. It's the mossy stuff which grows on the underside of a ship when it's been sitting in the water for a long time. Tama has been taught, they see what are there, they added on to them. Um, shall zemer the shall stale. Also, if it's um, if you've got a wick made of wool or uh, or hair, that also is no good. The time is he done outside of white. He mentioned that because zemer he says there's no need to teach them because wool mitzvah covet. As Tosis explained, this time is adding on besides the fact he's saying that outside says no, we don't need to teach in our mishnah. The ones in our mishnah, the reason they they will actually burn. The reason why you can't use them is because they don't give a very good place. When it comes to zemo, it's just shriveled up. And zeo, when it comes to hair, it's just, it's just, uh, what's it called? It, it singes it. So of course, it's, of course it's no good. Do I need to tell you that? Of course it's no good. That's posher. Therefore, I don't, I don't even need to, uh, I don't even need to tell you. Whereas the other time is saying, that's who's deep are there. So they said, what's the who's deep otherwise? What it means to say is, he's saying, no, because not shut that the Tana and the Tana of Amishnah disagrees, so Tifa Vlaiti disagrees. What Al-Tana is saying, I don't need to come on to your reason that it doesn't give a good place. 
Whereas the other time it's saying, the extra time it's saying, you're he's adding an extra reason, besides the fact that he doesn't give a good thing, but also, uh, besides the fact that they shrivel up and they singe, besides that, even if they did take hold, they wouldn't burn very well, and therefore they're no good as they wish. We'll leave it at that, because the next bit goes more into the, into the fuels, which we'll discuss as such as next week. Have a good, good, good week.